Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello, hello to you. Happy New Year. Welcome to this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode 89. Uh, So, you know, here it is, 2022. It's a new year, and I'm praying that this year will be an amazing one for you by faith. By faith, I'm choosing to believe that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We're going to see our God on the move in 2022. He's up to some amazing things, my friends, and we're so blessed to be alive at this point in time when we can see him moving in the world in really unique ways. You know, these are kind of dark days in a lot of ways, but Jesus is the light of the world and his light is beautiful when it stands out against the darkness. So expect to see him moving because he is moving. Like, I mean, actually get some excitement going for what God is doing right now, today, and what he's going to keep on doing in the coming days, weeks, and months of this year. Oh, God is good and God is faithful and he can be nothing less. Okay, so today we're going to hear what God has said to us from the book of Isaiah. We're going to be in chapter 58, verses 6 through 11, and I'm going to read those verses from the Amplified. Rather, is this not the fast which I chose to undo the bonds of wickedness, to tear to pieces the ropes of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break apart every enslaving yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not to hide yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break out like the dawn, and your healing, restoration, new life will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you, leading you to peace and prosperity. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away from your midst the yoke of oppression, the finger pointed in scorn toward every form of wicked, sinful, unjust speech, and if you offer yourself to assist the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like the midday, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places. Wow, does that not sound good? Sounds good to me. And the last little bit of it says this, and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Yeah, so that's a lot. That's a lot. It's kind of a clarion call, I suppose, to us who follow Jesus in the new year. Um, Let's just think about these words from the book of Isaiah. Really think about them and whether or not we, like each one of us, are we doing the sorts of things that are mentioned here? Because, you know, to get the blessings, all that God has promised here. And it really is a lot. It's, and this is really good stuff, these promises. But the getting of the promises is linked to the doing of some things that are important and dear to the heart of our God. And so we want to lean in, pay attention. I want to know what's dear to God's heart. And I think you do too. What kind of fast does God choose? 
This is good to think about in a brand new year because so many people are fasting of all kinds of things right now. And in all honesty, I'm, you know, I'm just going to speak bluntly here. In all honesty, a lot of the fasting is self-serving. Food related to losing weight or getting more fit so you can look better. Stuff like that, that's vanity. Um, if it's health related, that's being a good steward of the body that God has given you. Uh, it, the purpose is to do his will in this world, right? To not be sick and unable to do his will. As someone who has struggled with health issues, uh, I can tell you that feeling better, it makes doing God's, God's will the kind of work that is meaningful to him. That is, you know, Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that kind of work. Uh, it's a lot more doable when I'm feeling better, when I am on uh, heart medications that, you know, slow my pulse down to like 27 beats a minute. And uh, yeah, you know what? I just don't have a lot of energy. So I can, I can understand maybe fasting to break off strongholds with food that keep you from feeling good. And it's being a good steward. It's not about feeling good just to feel good. If you just want to feel good so that you can uh, do more of what you want to do, oh, then you need to just probably own that and not link that to I'm being a good steward. You know, you know your heart motives and God does. And so don't try to pretty that up for anybody else. Now, if you're just fasting and saying, oh, I'm, I'm doing a fast, I'm doing a cleanse, and I'm hoping to hear from the Lord, but mostly I just want to lose some weight. Um, You know, that's a duplicity that isn't, you know, it's like being a double-minded man, according to the book of James. Um, that is not the kind of fasting God is talking about here. It's not. If you want to be more cutesy in your genes, um, guess what? That's not about health and that's not about Jesus. That's about you. God knows when we say we're fasting or eating this certain way for our health or, you know, to, to get closer to the Lord. But really, it's just about our looks or our vanity or ourselves. Let's get, let's this year, let's just not pretend that he doesn't really know. Let's stop pretending that he doesn't really know. He knows. He always knows. You know, I just quoted a movie right there. Some of you might know what movie that was. God chose this kind of fasting to undo the bonds of wickedness, wickedness and to tear to pieces the ropes of the yoke that bind people and to let the oppressed go free. That sounds a little bit different than our version of fasting, you know? Like, when is the last time you or I got busy about undoing bonds of wickedness? In prayer. Like, we, when have you really dug in in your prayer time and sought to undo the bonds of wickedness? And it can be done in prayer because the Apostle Paul tells us that we are, we're tearing down strongholds and we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces of darkness in heavenly places. Um, you know, prayer. If you're not fighting in prayer, the rest of your fighting is not going to be as powerful, as spirit-led, as empowered by the Lord. Um, that's just based on what God's Word says. That's not me talking. That's the Word of God. Fasting, um, when you use it to remind you, to, it, it can remind you. You get hungry, your stomach starts to rumble and growl, and then boom, you have an in-your-face reminder to stop and pray, and you have reason because you are like feeling something in your body physically, it spurs you on to pray with some, like a new level, like you level up in your intensity of your prayer. And if you're praying for what Isaiah 58 says, for the bonds of wickedness to be undone, what can you imagine how a world would change if more Christ followers would pray for the bonds of wickedness to be undone and for the oppressed to go free? And if we would pray like with some intensity, 
Um, you know, and you can do things like money you normally would spend on your 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 good coffee, the good coffee from the local coffee shop that the line is super long, you know, every Monday morning, you can save that money and your big work lunches. You could take that money and you could dedicate it to whatever cause the Lord leads you to, right? You know, where people are actually fighting to get other people new levels of freedom. That kind of fasting, not skipping lunch to lose a few pounds and also, as another side note, you know, what we call intermittent fasting, boy, isn't that a fun new term that we're using in the in the westernized society in the U.S.? Intermittent fasting, what we call intermittent fasting in the U.S. is called starvation in third world countries. And those people, they would think we were absolutely wonky, nuts, crazy to starve ourselves by choice when we actually have access to enough food. Yeah, you know, we don't watch our children waste away to nothing, which is an experience that's very real. There are some countries of the world where they don't name their child until they're five because the death rate is so high among children under five. It's like an extra attachment that's very painful if you give them a name. Can you even imagine if you're living in America? No, I can answer for you. No, you cannot really imagine that. Look, we call it intermittent fasting and they call it starvation because that's actually what it is. Uh, and we do it by choice because we don't maybe pray that God would give us self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. So you have access to that if you're in Christ. Um, instead, we just starve ourselves so we can look better in our blue jeans. And then we rename our self-starvation intermittent fasting. Okay, look, I know I got my preachy pants on, but this is just the truth, folks. And we can't rename things and then attach some weird spiritual aspect to it that is not biblical, number one, and number two, isn't about God at all. That's dangerous. That is so dangerous. Read Isaiah, the whole book. Read um, read Jeremiah, the whole book. And read what Jesus talked about when people try to keep the outside looking clean and the inside of the cup is dirty. Whitewashed tombs. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. And he also had a lot to say about fasting. You can look it up and you might be astounded at what Jesus talks about when he talks about fasting. Okay, so, you know, the way I see it, fasting belongs to the Lord. You know why? Because he came up with it and it's not about your dress size. If he invented it and he wanted it to be something that would impact our lives spiritually in all the right ways. And then from, and by that, I mean, it spreads out. It makes an impact on the world around us. Uh, yeah, it's his. So we shouldn't be grabbing hold of it and messing with it and renaming it and trying to turn it into something that's about us and our benefit. Let's be brave enough to call things as they are and stop doing things to serve ourselves, but pretending it's really for the Lord's sake. Because according to Isaiah 58, if it's for the Lord's sake, the evidence will be in undoing other people's bonds, helping them get free, you know, being freedom fighters as Christians, like actual real freedom that comes only in Christ. Um, people who live oppressed for their oppression to break off of them. So if our fasting isn't leading to talking about Jesus and the freedom we have in him, if it isn't drawing us to prayer, then is it actually the kind of fast that God chooses and if he didn't choose it, is it really a fast unto him? Okay. Yeah. I told you there's a lot in this passage and it's good to think about this right now at this exact point in time, the new year when, um, you know, people are just more open to try a new thing, to develop a new habit, to, um, you know, revamp their, their prayer life. So 
it's a perfect time to talk about it and not just talk about it, think about it, and then make some changes as the Holy Spirit leads you. Okay, so divide your bread with the hungry. That's God's chosen fast. Take care of the poor. That's God's chosen fast. Don't hide yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood. That is God's chosen fast. And then the promises can break forth in your life. Then your light will, will break out like the dawn. That's what it says in verse eight. And your healing, your restoration, your new life will quickly spring forth. Oh man, when God moves quickly, it's life changing. And it's like sweet. It's just sweet. Like, ah, and in all the right ways, it's awesome when he moves quickly. Um, and it's that, that's what it says here. Your healing, your restoration, your new life will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you and it will lead you to peace and prosperity. Need some peace? Uh, could you use some prosperity? Try fasting. God's chosen fast. And as you do that, which is literally in real life, walking in righteousness, like actually walking in righteousness, then that's your direct path to quickly springing forth with peace and prosperity in your life. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Okay, and not only the blessings I just mentioned, but as you walk along this way of living, this kind of a path of life, walking in righteousness, which is only for us in Christ, so you better be yoked to him and sticking close to him. You're not going to be able to manufacture your own righteousness. This is a with Jesus, I'm righteous without him, even my very best is filthy rags kind of a thing here. Okay, so um, don't don't mishear anything I'm saying. This is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all day long. The Holy Spirit equips and enables us to live out the righteousness of Christ. And we have no righteousness outside of him. So, But if you want to be walking in righteousness, you're going to be about breaking those bonds of oppression off of others and off yourself um, by being a freedom fighter and showing people that Jesus has freedom for them because he does. God promises that his glory will be your rear guard when you're living like that. You will be protected from any sneaky enemy attacks from behind. You want God and his glory to be your rear guard. You want it. So this is a good promise. It's so good. It's so good. And now more promises, more blessings that have to do with your praying. When you call, the Lord will answer. You cry for help and he says, here I am. Uh, who doesn't want that as a Christian? I'll take more of that. More of that, please. You know, you take right away from your midst, the yoke of oppression. You take away from your midst, the yoke of oppression. God says you are to do that. That's me and you, right? You take away from your midst, the yoke of oppression, not our government, uh, not our pastors, but God says you and me, we must do this. Get rid of the finger pointing in scorn. Scorners and mockers are not highly favored according to the word of God. So let's not highly favor them. I'm going to say that again. Scorners and mockers, they're not highly favored per the word of God. So let us not highly favor them. Don't be a scorner and stop being a mocker if you are one. Just stop. It's important to do what the Bible says to do and what it says, you know, when it says not to do something, stop doing it. Let's not do that. Let's just stop it. Wicked, sinful, and unjust speech do not please the Lord, period. Assist the hungry. Most of us can do that um, some way, somehow, can we not? And if you need some ideas, you can email me at janlbert at outlook.com. Um, I've got some ideas for you that are easy, um, affordable. You don't have to be rich to do this stuff, and they can really help people in need. Then, then your light will rise in the darkness. Then your light will rise in the darkness. Your darkness is not going to seem so dark anymore. 
What part of your world seems too dark today? Okay, got something in mind? I hope so. This is how you push back that darkness and get God's light to shine and break forth over your dark places. And everybody has them. If you say you don't, give it a couple days. There'll be some area where you're like, you know what, I, can, I need more of the light of Jesus in this part of my life. It might be, it might even be as simple as I'm so blessed right now and I'm walking in the fullness of the light of Jesus. But this person I work with, my heart is so broken for them. Boom, right there, right there. That's, that can be considered a darkness that is, um, it, it weighs on your heart because God wants it to. And so you can apply these verses to that. You know, it, it can be like that gloom can become like midday. That's what God says here. This is how we push that darkness back and get God's light, the light of Jesus to break forth. Sun shining at high noon in the summertime. That is what your gloomiest, most darkened winter night will become. God says he will do this exact thing. And when he says will, when God says will, does he ever not really mean it? Nah, that's a rhetorical question. The Lord who continually chooses to honor his word, and he does continually to choose. He can't not, you know, he can't not honor his word, but he yet he still continually chooses to love us. He can't not be a loving God. He can't not be faithful, but he chooses to, you see, it's both. I mean, when Jesus came, I don't want you to ever think that Jesus loved you just because he was obligated to love you, go to the cross. He loves you. And it's, it's a genuine love. It's a pure love. It's not just an obligatory kind of a love. He will guide you continually and he will satisfy your soul in a scorched and dry land because yes, he's promised in his word that he will and he doesn't break his promises. And also yes, because he loves you so much and he chooses, he chooses to do that for you. This is a huge promise and there's no reason why any of us should not grab hold of it and run with it in this new year. You're not going to be able to give me a good reason why you should say, nah, you know, I don't want I don't want God's promises and I don't want to, um, I don't want other people to be free and I don't want, you know, the, the bonds of wickedness to be broken there. You know, there is, who would say that? And nobody in their right mind. It's too good to lay aside these particular promises. They're too good to lay aside and they're too vital to ignore. When you have a checkup, you know, they take your vital signs for a reason. Your vital signs are revealers. Am I right? They reveal issues that are, uh, ooh, we maybe need to do another test here. Maybe we need to have some labs drawn. Ooh, we need to have a conversation or, ooh, that, that all looks good. That looks good. Your vital signs are revealers. This right here is your spiritual vital sign checkup and you need to pay attention to what is being revealed right now in regards to your spiritual health. God will give strength to your bones. That's a promise right here. Isaiah 58 says, Strength to your bones and you will be, will be like a watered garden. You will be lush and lively and vibrant and you're going to bear good fruit like a spring of water whose waters never fail. There's no stagnancy. And I see no, nothing stagnant about that kind of a description. And so there is not meant to be stagnancy in your life as a disciple of Christ. The living water Jesus will spring forth from your life continually, not stagnant water, but fresh and always flowing waters. I pray that these verses will be a great way to start your new year and just get your focus on to Jesus. It's really so easy to focus on on Jesus at Christmas time, right? And then to kind of 
turn this corner and we don't even realize we turn the corner and the new year comes and the focus is all on me. Focus on Jesus at Christmas, new year, it's all about me, my new year. You know, how am I going to be different? What, what habits am I going to get rid of? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, even, even sometimes in our prayer time, it can be all me, myself, and I focused in the new year. This year, let's, let's fast God's chosen fast and see real change, real freedom start to flow out of us like living waters. It's a good year to be alive. So this year in the new year, let's make a decision that I'm not just going to focus on me. I am going to keep focusing on Jesus. I was focused on him through the Christmas season. And yeah, baby, I'm going to focus on him right now in January. And I'm going to keep focusing on him. Remind yourself that it's a good year to be alive. Why? Because God has chosen you are to be alive at this time in history right now. So it's good, period. If God chose it, it's good, period. It's a great time to be a freedom fighter. And that's what God's word here in Isaiah 58 verses 6 through 11 tell us. And I hope that you will get in the fight and that you will embrace God's chosen fast this year. Just grab hold of these promises and believe that you're going to receive them as you do what he has said to do. And when you are close to the heart of the Lord and you want to see where's he working, where's he moving, what's he up to, what does he want me to be about, what does he want done in his kingdom, oh man, it's so good, it's so good. Then you get blessing upon blessing upon blessing and you're just staying close to the heart of your father. And why would you not want to do that? And if maybe you feel like you're under a little bit of a yoke of oppression, would you pray these verses over yourself today. Like, don't wait, please. If you feel that way, pray it today and say, Lord, would you do what I can't do humanly in the flesh? Would you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you free me from the bonds of wickedness and the oppression and uh, free me up so that I can share that freedom with other people? I don't see any reason why that's not a prayer God would move, would not move quickly to answer. He'll answer it. He'll do it. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to wrap it up today. That's about it. Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, may his face shine upon you today and every single day of 2022. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, would you please share, consider sharing the Burt Not Ernie show with your friends or on your social platforms. And remember, it is now playing on the Edify app as part of the Spark Network. You can check out that app. It's spelled E-D-I-F-I. And it's all Christian content. And, uh, you know, as far as apps go, we all have a bunch on our phone. This one's not too bad one to have on your phone unless of course you're me and the I love Blackberry phones kind of club and then and then this week was just kind of a sad week because it's like the end of Blackberry for real um uh, I know makes me kind of cry so um but they never ran apps anyway so I guess you wouldn't be able to find the Edify on the app there no matter what but on your phone that is most certainly not a Blackberry just take a look at that because I think you'll be blessed by the content there. And it's just so nice to have all Christian content in one area. So um, I'd love for you to look at that. And I would be blessed and honored if you shared my podcast, if you left a review. Those things all make a difference in where like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and um, Amazon Music, where they bump your podcast up to. Reviews have a lot to do with that. It only takes a second. Some people don't write reviews um, like whether it's book reviews or podcast reviews, because they feel like they don't write well, you know, you just say, this is a good show. I really enjoy it. Um, and hit the, the five star thing. And that's it. I mean, really, and that doesn't, that's just not, not just for me. That's for, if you read a book by somebody and you really like it, would you go do that for them? Just 
take a couple minutes and, and just say a quick little thing. If there are podcasts you listen to, doesn't need to be mine. This is this is across the board. Would you do that? You have no idea how much that will bless them and how much it changes the algorithms of where their content is. It makes all the difference in the world. It really does. So, and it doesn't need to be eloquent or well said. Just, just say, this is good. This blessed me. I was encouraged, highly recommended that right there. That's a beautiful review as an author and a podcaster. I can tell you that's a beautiful review. So um, I'm just going to leave you with that and encourage you to, um, again, does not need to be for me, but for somebody, some book you read, some podcast you listen to, would you go leave a review? Some business, a small business that has really blessed you, leave a review on their Facebook page or uh, maybe on their uh, Google has like the, the Google pages. It's, it's a big deal. It's like worth its weight in gold and you will literally make their day and it might take you all of two minutes to do it. So um, do that, do that. Okay, that was a long ending side note. Uh, but not a rabbit trail. I just feel like that could be, you know, you doing that could really bless somebody today. So I hope you do take a minute to do that and be a blessing because man, how great is that when you have the chance to bless somebody else? It is really, truly better to give than to receive. So um, give a good gift of a good review today. All right. I'm going to see you back here next time for episode 90 and I'm looking forward to it. 90. I'm getting close to episode 100. I'm excited about that. Be blessed today and trust God to do good things for you this year, but starting right now today, right now today, and then share about the freedom you have in Christ with somebody in some manner today. A really short, encouraging text that it can just mean the world to somebody. You never know what a difference it might make. So go on and do what the Lord's leading you today to do today, and don't be afraid to do it. And I'll see you back here next time. Thanks for joining me. God bless you. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.